singing in the kitchen. You are listening to Redeemer Radio, a weekly conversation connecting the gospel of Jesus Christ to the questions and issues of everyday life. Hosted by the leaders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Greetings, Redeemer family, and welcome back to Redeemer Radio. I'm Ross, the assistant pastor at Redeemer and the host of this podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, friends. Election season. Well, maybe not the most wonderful time, but certainly the most interesting time of the year. And we are continuing season one of Redeemer Radio called Life Together, Thoughts and Stories on Church as Family. And part of being in a family is there's often disagreement or conflict. And something we can often disagree about is politics. And with it being election season, I know this is something on the front of a lot of our minds. And so it's important to ask, how does the gospel speak into our political disagreements? And so this episode is called Family Feud, Loving Church Members with Different Politics. And I had the honor of sitting down with Phil Rendall, one of the members at Redeemer. And we read a little booklet um, on that topic together and had a conversation on uh, some of the things we got out of the book and, and even some more of our own thoughts on the subject. So uh, I really enjoyed getting to sit with Phil. I hope this conversation is helpful for you. And I'm going to turn it over to that conversation now. All right, I'm joined now by Phil Rindall. Phil is a longtime member of Redeemer and has been involved in various ways throughout the years. And, uh, you know, last time I talked with Phil, I, it was on my vlog this summer and uh, had kind of a challenging subject, how to, how to, you know, engage with believers about their sin and, um, you know, talk about their sin with them. I thought I'd give you a softball pitch this time, Phil, <laughs> and uh, got an easy one, how, how to talk about and, and love church members you disagree with politically. So you're welcome. Oh wait, is that is that is that is that what's happening here? I thought we were we were going to talk about soccer and how it's not a real sport. Oh yeah, no, sorry man, we got we got. <laughs> that was for Sean, by the way. Oh nice, yeah, he'll love that one. Yeah, so loving church members with different politics is the topic, and uh, yes, we um, are only going to be scratching the surface. Obviously, this is a very complex issue, um, but we. Well, first of all, Phil, thanks for joining me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, no, I, this, as I'm about to say, this is, you know, not the easiest topic, but I uh, appreciate you being willing to dive in with me, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We both read this little booklet called "How Can I Love Church Members with Different Politics." It's by Jonathan Lehman and Andy Nacelli. Um, it's by Nine Marks Ministry, and um, what do you think of the book? You know, I thought I thought it was really helpful. Um, one, I'm I was really happy that it was small. It was only like yeah. 50 pages, which yeah. was helpful for me because of time. Um, and I thought it got to the point. So I thought it was really. I mean, I would highly recommend it. Um, you know, if if you happen to be in a context, or if you find yourself in a context where you're having conversations with you know other believers a lot, um, I think it's a worthwhile read. Great, great. No, I feel the same way. Very accessible. Um, so we're going to, you know, draw from the book. We're going to have our own thoughts. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we're going to let it sort of shape our discussion today. So let me pray, and we'll uh, we'll dive in. Father, thank you so much for your love and your grace. Thank you for um, uh, 
for our church, Redeemer, um, and how much you love our church even more than we do, and how much you are leading our church. And um, we pray that you'd help us. Lord, you you do call us in your word um, to not only um, love our citizenship in heaven, but to be faithful citizens wherever we live, work, and play, especially whatever country we're in. And um, there, there can be a lot of complexity to that, especially in our time. Um, and so we want to try to be as much like Jesus as we can um, as we um, live our lives um, in this country um, and as people of God. And so would you give us wisdom and would you give us, uh, would, would you Holy Spirit help our hearts um, give us humility um, and, and teach us um, how to be more like Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. All right, Phil. So sort of first question is, you know, just talking about political disagreement in general, I, I think for anyone in America, you know, throughout the decades and centuries, it's always, it can be a little heated. There's a lot of disagreement, but I think there's also something unique about when Christians disagree about politics. Why do you think um, disagreements between Christians can often get heated? What would you say are some of the underlying issues at stake in political disagreement between believers? Yeah, I mean, I think that, one, it shouldn't be surprising. I think that, um, I think if you see if you see discussions happen outside of the church and it has to do, it has to do with politics, it very often gets heated and it's because um, it um, a lot of people find um, find their politics to be kind of like the primary mover um, oh. of, of just change uh, it helps me to find security in this life takes care of my money um, so they feel very strongly about it um, where it bleeds over into into the church uh, that's where we should ask that question is it appropriate is it is it okay um, that particular question, why why is it heated? That sounds an awful lot like what what kind of James brings up in chapter four, where he asks, um, why, what is it that causes quarrels and fights among you? Is it yeah. is it not the passions that are waging war, right, um, kind of against you in, or inside, almost like a heart that's being divided? That's the picture he gives us, and he ends it by saying, uh, not ends it, but he he kind of gets to where he yells out, oh you adulterous people right wow. and it seems weird like he brings this whole idea of adultery like what's you know why is that like what's what's that about yeah no i i, I love that you bring up that passage it is a I, I haven't thought about that passage much in relation to this topic but i think it is very relevant and um i think that it, it is is something that we don't always reflect on as much in the midst when things get um, more heated, um, for example, politically between you and someone else. Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know, like um, something I've been thinking about a little bit lately, it was from someone else. They talked about how politics can often become an outlet for our search for community and purpose. Uh, because it's a it's a movement it's it's a it's a group it's a community that you can be involved in a, a political party or or whatnot um, and and God created us with with longings um, for community and longings for purpose um, and politics can quickly fill those things and and of course not all of that's bad some of that is healthy and good but we can quickly relate to that in an unhealthy way especially if we're not 
you know, deeply, um, you know, satisfying that longing for community through the, the best means God has given us through our, our community in the church. Um, and we can look elsewhere. Um, and so when, when we've allowed our politics to become our primary sense of community or identity, um, that's where things get more sensitive and, and our, our sense of worth, our sense of self is wrapped up in that. And, um, um, and so when you're challenging that, it can, um, we can also be almost sometimes maybe even surprised by how, how visceral our right, reaction right, right. can be. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a long way to just say, yeah, I think, um, we can easily make an idol out of our political party or our political, um, hobby horses. Um, and, and again, that's not that those things are not worthy things to be right, passionate right, about, right, but right. It, it's, it's, it's easy to take it to the as next humans. One. Calvin says we're idol fa- making factories and, and that's also true in the political yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is, I mean, it, you know, if you're able to be humble enough, it brings an opportunity. If you find yourself getting heated, if you find yourself getting heated often, um, and it, it 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 brings an opportunity to to do some self evaluation and even even asking your friends or asking asking your you know heavenly father to help you is there something more there what, what you know where where is my trust and my hope for security am i am i trusting a little kind of too much in the political structures uh, for happiness for security yeah. I, you know maybe uh, yeah yeah no, that's good. Yeah, and other things that they say in the book, and we maybe get into them a little bit later. But they, you know, this is one of the sections of the book of they're kind of trying to first of all answer the question: Why is this? Can this be such a contentious issue with Christians? Um, and I appreciated how they just said at the core of it, a lot of what political discussion comes down to is justice, and um, um, and as people redeemed and justified by grace we naturally become interested and passionate about mm-hmm. seeing and as image bearers of god image interested in seeing justice carry out in this world um, and politics is is definitely a primary way that we see that working out mm-hmm. um and so when someone disagrees with your you know political um outlook your instincts tell you they are choosing injustice that's correct and um, because, you know, and this can lead us to even subconsciously question their faith, that they're, they're promoting injustice. I mean, that's where it gets so passionate is because it's about justice, that we are all, mm-hmm. that is such a godly um, thing to be passionate about. Um, and so it just it, it hits a button deep inside of right, us. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also say, you know, um, you know, because we lack wis- wisdom. Um, and I think that's something we would all admit. Most political decisions we make depend more on practical wisdom of biblical principles than direct biblical principles themselves. Um, you know, one quote from the book, People today often treat their votes as personal expressions of who they are. Yet we would encourage you to view votes less as matters of self-expression or tribal identification and more as strategic calculations concerning these kinds of non-biblical matters then recognize that different Christians will make different wisdom-based calculations. And we'll get maybe more into some of the weeds of that as we go on, but I just thought some of those were also, you know, I, I could resonate with those being reasons that we disagree politically often. So 
yeah, in light of that, um, you know, the rest of the book, they kind of try to chart a way forward of what, mm -hmm. what can it look like to love someone you disagree with politically. And um, they give six recommendations throughout the book. And we don't really have the time to get into all of those recommendations. We do, as Phil said, recommend the book. I'll, I'll give a link to it in the show notes. But um, I was just wondering for you, Phil, as you read, were there you know a couple of them that really stuck out to you as, as helpful? Yeah, I thought they all were. Um, and again, I wish we did have the time to talk about each one because I think that um, I think it is I think they were all really valuable. Um, but if I were to pick out a couple of them, one of them uh, he asks us to remember what the church is. What is what is her true kind of purpose? Um, and to a certain extent. Um, our world is supposed to look at the church and almost find it an, an enigma uh, you wow. know, in the sense that they, they should see her and ask how in the world can this group of people that come from such very different backgrounds that look very different, that act very different that speak maybe even different languages um, and how can they all coexist and not only just coexist, but love each other so well? Yeah. That's weird. That's supposed yeah. to, that's supposed to be one of our kind of almost, you know, primary means of witness is to, is to, is to show that, that the love that we have for one another is so other and, and so inviting. Um, so um, that's really good for us to remember, you know, because I think it's easy for us to, uh, to you know to find more in common than than our faith and to kind of seek more in common than our faith you know um, yes so I thought I thought it was it was really helpful you know the way that they they kind of walked you know walked you know through that um, we're supposed to be one 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 nation in a sense we're a much as a church as yeah. a, yes yeah. as you know as a church as so believers so yeah. as a as a as a you know resident and kind of citizen of, of our of our current physical nation, um, we we are called to be to be to be almost uh, in in more in more more of an important way of a in a citizen of a much larger, longer lasting nation. Yes. You know, as believers, um, and our our kind of primary. Uh, you know, mission in in that in that nation is to is to just make it larger, you know, kind of, you know, kind of grow it. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that and it could be confusing. It could we could we could miss our our goal really easily when when it's time to vote. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, because there's so much at risk in our minds on what's going to happen in our kind of physical nation. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I love how they pointed out in that section how Jesus had his twelve disciples. And the diversity amongst them, even. Yes, yes, that's really good. That's, yeah, absolutely. Um, he had uh, Simon the Zealot, who was, you know, your classic overthrow the Romans, um, and you know, bring back the the Jewish, you know, Israel. Mm -hmm. And then you had Matthew the tax collector, right. it, yeah. who was all <laughs> in on Rome, all about Rome. Right. You know, these guys. You know, I can just imagine like a scene. You know. Simon just kind of walking around with like a dagger in his cloak of, you know, just, you know, walking around trying to probably at least at first, just very, you know, 
because the zealots were so um, extreme. Right. They were extreme um, against the Romans, and, and you know, just well, I wonder how long it took for him to warm up to Matthew. Right, right, right. And, and how Jesus. Yeah, or if, or if they, if they looked for opportunities to say, hey, let's have a conversation about how we feel about Rome. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. You know, how yeah. did that go? Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, you know, one of the quotes from that section, it's like God wanted the world to see what he alone could do. Um, so he took a bunch of natural enemies, saved them by his son's yes. blood and his spirit's power and created a united and peace-sharing people. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. you know, it's a beautiful thing, um, but we, we pray that the Holy Spirit would help us to keep moving towards the unity right. he has right. made yeah. a way for us to and have. And I think it's, you know, I think that it is good. It, it is it is good for us to evaluate what what is what it is that keeps us uniform. You know, if we find that it's more than the gospel, as as like I think every church should do this. If it's more than the gospel, if we find that our our uniformity is is um, maybe you know maybe kind of like socioeconomic or yeah. uh, or 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 even political, right. then could we be placing things in 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 the way of the gospel where it shouldn't be? You know, yeah. it shouldn't be that like someone who who. Who you, know, who you know disagrees with us in politically, or, or, or who comes in and, and has a very different kind of you know living, um, living situation, yeah, uh, would feel unwelcome. There's you know something wrong with that. There's something unhealthy about that, and yeah. and we should we should be bravely looking at those things. Yeah, no, that's great. I've heard it said before. We should our goal should be unity, not uniformity. Yeah, um, yeah, and just that making that distinct, right, right. making that distinction because right. um, they are very different realities. Um, so they kind of end that section drawing on Isaiah where our swords will be um, beat into plowshares. Mm-hmm. And just the, they say, they kind of encourage you, we need to show up at church gatherings knowing that our job is to beat our swords into plowshares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought that yeah, was a helpful yeah. and a challenge. Yeah, challenging yeah. Encouragement. Um, and, and, then, and then the other one that, uh, that you know, kind of, really stuck out to me, I thought was, was really helpful, was his last point um, where he talks about, uh, or they talk about, um, that we should, we should remember what is the most important thing, what is, what is the most important about, about what we do. And that's where, that's where we pull, we pull our, our kind of primary motive. I mean, we, we, are, we are supposed to care, uh, you know, about justice. Um, it's important. Um, mm-hmm. But it isn't the most important. Our our way of kind of changing the world or kind of broadening our larger church or kind of nation is to um, is to almost highlight the injustice. Invite invite people to come and look at the injustice of the cross, and mm-hmm. and uh, instead of working for your own justice, you you are invited to to receive it. Yeah. Um, that's that is that is our. Our, our primary mission that is of most important go mm-hmm. into all the world and make disciples you know yeah. um, and when I think when uh, you get into a conversation that gets heated um, I think it's it, it is good to step back and say um, is is this kind of is this conversation about something secondary kind of getting in the way of, of what is my what is my primary yeah. kind of mission is it yeah. is it making that kind of primary mission cloudy for this person? Yeah. Am I am I affecting my, my my broader Christian witness 
with how how I'm having this conversation about something that is kind of secondary importance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I I loved. Uh, I think these were both probably my two favorite recommendations as well. Uh, one of the things they said in that section on just, you know, the, the recommendation to remember what's most important is, yeah, justice is important. It's part of discipleship. Yet it's worth noticing the New Testament emphasizes the best means of pursuing a just world is by making disciples. Mm. Um, so I'll just to kind of give a paraphrase they say even in paul's epistles they're not primarily tracks on how to do justice outside of the church Um, they are primarily on about living justly and righteously inside the church Um, if you really dig into paul's epistles and our political engagement outside should flow out of our justice and righteousness seeking lives inside so jesus paul and the apostles could have spent a lot of time talking about caesar and the political world of that day. And they did say some things, but they didn't say much. Um, and obviously it's a different, it was a different time, a different kind of political structure than what we have today. And ours today kind of calls for a little more engagement right, from the right. citizens. We have a little more opportunity. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. But I, I also think that it's a great point that they make where you just see how much attention is given, especially in the epistles and the New Testament of, of yeah. Yeah. you know, they were in a very difficult political situation and yet their goal, their, their, focus was the church and, and building up the church um, and, and you know being uh, you know loving your brothers and sisters um, and, and being that enigma that you talked about earlier I love that that idea so um, you know they say remember that any good the upcoming election will do at best will be a temporary it will be temporary and full of holes and we desire a perfect justice that will last which is precisely why Christians join together in churches. We are there's a justice that we are all aware of and seeking that is more more lasting right, right, um, right. than any justice any political system. That's right, and about. I think that I think holding on to that and keeping a, <clears throat> keeping our focus on on that on on Him um, enables us to maybe perhaps hold a, hold 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 our our political views kind of a little more lightly. Hmm. You know, uh, yeah, just because we know that. That, that, our, that our, our trust and our, our hope isn't primarily there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not that it's bad. I'm not saying that we shouldn't care. We should care. I should yeah. probably care more. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I won't explain the other uh, f- uh, four recommendations that we didn't talk. I'll, I'll just briefly summarize. The, the, they spent a lot of time just dis- talking about how we need to, as Christians, discern between whole church issues and Christian freedom issues. There's other ways you could say it, like disputable matters and undisputable matters. That's right. Like the divinity of Christ is is mm-hmm. undisputable. That is a, 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 an issue that is you're a believer or not if, if you believe or don't believe in the divinity of Christ. And, and so they give some recommendations on how to decide, okay, is this a whole church? Is this a disputable matter? They use the picture of a straight line judgment. Can you go straight from a Bible verse to a practical application? So, um, or is it a jagged line? Is it there's a biblical principle and there's a jagged line? There's multiple ways to see that biblical principle worked out. So, an example would be, you know, abortion. They talk about, you know, we the the Bible teaches and and Redeemer believes this too. Is uh, life happens at conception and to kill a baby in the womb is murder. But how to go about um, getting rid of abortion in our society, there's different 
judgments on how the best way is it an incremental approach or is it a you know um do you just you condemn it outright and and you you I'm, i'm forgetting they put it beautifully in there but it's like some believers think the wisest way is to do an incremental approach and some believe you just got to outright and and there can be disagreement on that they both agree that abortion's wrong but mm-hmm. there's there's different ideas on how best to that's right try that's to right. get rid of yeah. it and, and they I talk about that, other subjects too like that that's right and i think that you know in terms of our, like the context of you know this discussion which is you know um, evaluating the heatedness of a, of you know uh, of a conversation politically um, I think that I think it would be appropriate to kind of find yourself getting heated if someone says, "I don't believe you have to believe that Jesus is God in order to become a Christian." What? You know that that's something that that's something that it that it that is right to say. Look, man, you're you're not you're not understanding this, and this is it's really important yeah. that you understand this, right? Yeah. You know, versus uh, what is the best strategy to to work against? eliminating abortion there's multiple multiple good ones and let's let's really talk about what what you know um and we may we may disagree on which one is the best Mm -hmm. but that does that shouldn't cause us to get riled up to where Mm -hmm. we're saying well wait no you need to look at it my way you need Mm -hmm. to say this is this is the best way to get rid of you know yeah um but i think you you just yeah no and and you know they talk about you know, healthcare. They talk about creation care. Like they, they give multiple examples of ways Christians agree principally with the fundamental truth of that topic, well, right, but yeah. disagree on what the wisest way Strategy. to 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 bring that about in our society. And so I think they do a good job there. Um, and you know, they they just kind of ask the question that we need to pause in the midst of a political disagreement and ask ourselves: Is this is this topic a whole church issue or is this a Christian freedom issue? And I think, you know, discerning this can help us love our church members better um, because when we lose track of that distinction, it, it raises the emotional temperature on our differences and we begin questioning people's Christianity. And when you start questioning their Christianity, that's where, you know, that's where you get so passionate because that's light versus dark. That's the most crucial distinction in the world is Christian or not if, if you are a believer this is you know it's going you know eternal life with God or not and so it's understandable that you'd get passionate but you have to really stop and say is this um, a whole church issue or a disputable matter um, right That's good. so you know as you kind of finish the book Phil was there any maybe pushback or disagreements as you were reading or or maybe um, anything you would add um, from your own personal experience with loving people despite political disagreement? Um, you know, I think that I think that there 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 are places where I think that I wish I wish the book. I mean, I think that there you know their goal was to was to write something in fifty pages. Yeah. I think that they did a really good job. I didn't really find anything that I would disagree with. Maybe I would I would have wanted more. Really talking about it about the risk of kind of finding your your identity. You know, in 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 our political structures, um, yeah. but um, but in terms of just kind of practical um, wisdom, um, I think that as believers, um, I think it is I, I think it is appropriate to think about um, about you know deciding intentionally when when would it be loving and kind and 
for the, for the purity of the church to, to decide intentionally not to talk politics. Mm. So, for example, uh, in our community group, we've we've actually talked about this. Um, we've we've decided that it has no place in our community group camp gathering. It because because you know, um, it it so often uh, can become a hurdle. It, it become yeah. a, it, 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 it could become a barrier that we are placing in front of you know someone finding community in us and, and ultimately yeah. finding you know the um, love of Christ yeah. so in in community groups in any kind of like church kind of sanctioned events like worship services and you know kind of Bible studies um, yeah. I just think that it, it would be wise to just stay away from any political thought so almost like if you find if you find people coming into that or you find yourself going into that arena, maybe even change the subject, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. that's uh, one of the recommendations they give in the book is yeah. I think there's plenty of times where it's just best to change the subject. Yeah, yeah, and just, it's not it's, it's not worthwhile only because it could cloud your Christian witness. And I'm gonna go ahead and push this one forward. This is my own kind of personal opinion um, because of the fact that we have such, uh, uh, such a huge um, kind of outward, um, you know, representation on on like social media platforms um, about who we are, and even even the fact that we belong to communities like you know like our church. Mm-hmm. It's it is very important on uh, you know in those in those arenas how we come across so that we we're always thinking about hey how do I how do I accomplish my kind of primary mission, mm. which is to make disciples. You know, and almost 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 push our you know our our our. Uh, social media presence through that filter right wow. and 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 because of that i would go to the degree of saying you know what um in your in your social media presence you should not have any political you know mm. talk because um mm. you may think you're helping you may think you're educating but really you're not you're just causing mm. you're just causing you know strife you're causing anger you you know um and you may even lead into slander you know mm. um so i just think it is not helpful i'm not making some sort of biblical rule i'm not saying this is it is sin to do that of course we are free to do mm-hmm. you know you, you you can do that um but i would say that in in our in our current especially in our current political climate it's just wisdom you know mm. um you may mm. you may be clouding your 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 own christian witness you may be you know uh you know, uh, you know, like I said earlier, almost putting like hurdles in the way of someone seeing seeing what you really care about, which is which is love of Christ. You know. Wow. Um, yeah. No. I, how do you react to that? I mean, I may be, yeah, I, I may no. be putting something out there that is. Yeah. No. I think that's. I think that's a good point. I think. I think there's there's always complexity um, mm-hmm. to everything, and, and it can it can there can be some ways that it depends on the person, but I think in general, yeah, I agree with you, um, and I think that. Um, and, you know, that would be a whole another discussion. And, you know, this is sort of how to disagree. We're talking more like theoretically, like practically, what are what are wise ways to engage in disagreement and to engage in conflict? And I would think that, you know, online is probably lower on the the list of things that are are helpful ways to have a back and forth to have a disagreement. And so that's probably more where I would come from is, is I think you're going to be a much more there's a lot better chance of, of peace and reconciliation um, through face-to-face. I just think of Matthew 18. Right, exactly, Jesus yeah. says, go to your brother when yeah, you have something yeah. against him. It's, And I think that, obviously, there wasn't social media in that day, but I think that 
that principle of going to the person <clears throat> is, is best lived out right, in right, person. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think that the, the, we can often blur, blur our goals. Like it's our, our, our primary goal isn't to be right. Isn't, mm. isn't to, is it to be correct? Isn't to be, you know, isn't to, is to, isn't to lay out the facts. Our primary goal is to make disciples. Wow. You know? So would we be willing to kind of step back and hold our rightness back in order to, to prevent someone from, from misconstruing or, or missing the gospel, you know, yeah. um, or at least, at least being clouded by it. But anyway, um, you know, a couple of other, th- other things. Um, if you do, this is, you know, if you do kind of find yourself uh, you know, becoming angry, angry you know, anger and, and, and fear, I think Dan's, he's talked about this in some sermons, uh, they can be indicators of something kind of deeper going on. It could be a, it could yeah. be it could be a thread where if, if if you kind of pull on that thread long enough, you kind of find yourself into into some idolatry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shouldn't be surprised by that. It's okay, you know. We're all we're all in this together, and so um, maybe even maybe even ask ask a close friend to say, "Hey, look, you know, is do you think that do you think that when I get heated or you know it, it, you know do you think that there's a problem there?" That, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I, I think that's a good one. That's um, good. Uh, and then you know this is easier said than done, but um, you know just just hold it like hold it lightly. It's there. Wow. There are things we should not hold lightly. You know our our, our you know our 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 love for Jesus, our our, our you know, Christian witness. Um, um, yeah. But but this is one of those things where, where we are called to say, well, you know, um, yeah. this isn't this isn't going to change the world. We we believe what we know will change the world. You know. Wow. Eventually. Yeah, no, they definitely get into that in that that last recommendation in the book, and how they talk about how, you know, one of the reasons unbelievers can get so passionate and worked up about politics is that because this is where their hope is found, right. their right. their identity and their their sense of of a good world is is fully wrapped up in a political system, um, and they just kind of give a. a, a think a right encouragement that as Christians our hope needs to be bound up in a, in a different nation a different right, kingdom right. Um, and that should give us a sense of peace no matter what happens um, yeah, politically yeah. and that's not to say we shouldn't care and and work towards bringing about as much of the biblical reality through whatever political system but but I, I think it was a good pushback yeah 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 absolutely um, and then just kind of lastly I would say uh, I would say one thing that has helped uh, helped me is to, is is to find someone that that kind of believes in, in very different things from me. Wow! And awesome. uh, and, to, and to seek them out, um, not to change their mind, but actually to 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 invite them to to explain where they're coming from, and then for yourself to just shut up hmm. and listen and. Um, recognize that you may learn something. You may you may not you may not know all the facets of a, of, of a particular argument, and yeah. and there's a lot that we can learn from each other um, if we are willing to just listen. You know? Wow, um, which yeah. is again a lot a lot easier said than done. It is, it is. But I think that's a good encouragement. So Phil, I'll just kind of wrap it up with this: What is giving you hope and sanity right now as we navigate 2020 and as we enter another election cycle? Yes, that is a really good question, and I think that um, I think that we've actually touched on this quite a bit. Um, but I think that um, 
where where I where I am tempted, I, I you know I'm tempted to to find my life and my hope, um, not necessarily in, in in you know political structures, but I am tempted to find it in you know places like my work and yeah and um, and so um, my my uh, avenue for hope has been to engage kind of daily with with my father, wow, um, and to be reminded of who he is. Uh, to, to set my mind on, on, on what he is like and what his characteristics are. And I think he, I think he invites us to do that at, at the very beginning of the Lord's Prayer when he says, you know, our Father. And, uh, yeah. To just think about him first and, and, to, and, 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 and to set our hearts on him. And I think when we do that, it, it, um, it sets everything in else into the right perspective, mm-hmm. you know, so that if... If, if 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 my job does go away, if I lose all my money, like it's okay, you know, because wow. ultimately my hope isn't there, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Well, for me, um, I'm so prone to pull my heart back onto those wrong things that I have to do it every day, and, yeah. and that that's that's my if I if I if I were given a soapbox, then that's what I would say is I would encourage people to be like, hey, go go to him every day. He's he's uh, he's inviting you. It's real. It's, yeah. And it's good. That's great, Phil. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to engage in this, you know, obviously challenging, complex subject, but important to, as Christians, be thinking about, especially in our time we find ourselves in right now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. thanks well, again, Phil. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I feel, I feel, I feel very humbled that you, that you even asked me to do this. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, maybe we'll do this again. Maybe, maybe for real, a, a lighter topic next time. Right, right, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do my best. Star Trek versus Star Wars. Like ah, okay, that. got it. That, that'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll look into that. All right. Star Trek is obviously a fun, but anyway. We don't oh, know. maybe we do need to talk about this. Okay, all right. Thanks, Phil. See you, man. Hey, friends, it's Ross again. A couple more things before we wrap up. I hope this was a helpful conversation for you. If you have any questions or feedback, don't hesitate to reach out. My email address is on the church website, and I'd love to be in touch. Also, join us next time on Redeemer Radio. I'll be sitting down with Cliff Vogelsberg, one of the members at our church, and asking him some questions just to get to know his story a little bit better, as well as his experience at Redeemer and what it's meant for him to be a part of the Redeemer family. So you won't want to miss that conversation. So we will see you next time on Redeemer Radio. Grace and peace to you all.